What's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of the Pull Up and Chats podcast. Juan coming to you from the greatest city in the world. Victor is somewhere in, I don't know, a third world country, planet Jersey. Listen, stop, stop hating. The name still has New York on it, so stop hating. Yeah, West New York. It's still Jersey. Cut it out. What up? Yeah, yeah. What up, everybody? Thanks uh, again for joining us in this newest episode. What's up? What's going on, bro? Uh, you know, we, uh, we're opening up little by little, so uh, yeah. I- I'm taking advantage of that, man. I'm not as locked up as I was before. Yeah. <laughs> You, on the other hand, you're locked up in Jersey, brother. Ah, mm. man, listen, there's, there's, it's a different scene. Doesn't mean it's locked up. Just different. Just a little different. You know what I mean? All right, so let's get, let's get started, man. Um, and sure. this is when I, when I had asked you the question on, like, okay, what, what are we gonna talk about for the next episode? Because one of the things that, like, I guess we, we try to steer away from is being so repetitive. You know what I mean? Like, right. shows, like the national shows, can get away with those kinds of things, like. You know, just talking about LeBron James or Michael Jordan for five days a week. Ain't nobody going to listen to us talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Same topic every single day. So I was actually very excited about this topic that you brought forth, which was this conversation about NCAA. And I want to present this question to you, which is, um, you know, as players in the two major conference, which just came out, um, come together, united, and place demands before they play. Um, for and we're talking about NTA, obviously, and the right. question is: is the season in jeopardy? And and I want you to give some some obviously some backstory to to what's going on, just in case the listeners aren't aren't, aren't aware. So, yeah, you know, and, and the question would be: Do you think with knowing what what's going on is the season in jeopardy? I mean, I'm gonna start with that question first, and and I'm gonna be totally biased. My uh, on my opinion, <laughs> I hope the season's in jeopardy. Um, I hope, you know, I'm going to sound like a total anarchist, but I hope that not only does the college football season is in jeopardy, but I hope the NCAA structure as a whole just collapses. Yeah. Honestly, honest to God. And to, to, to give a little more context of the story and, and why I feel so, you know, strongly about it, it's actually three conferences. Another conference joined today. So first it was... Um, the Pac-12, then after that came the Big Ten, and today was the Mr. Uh, excuse me, let me get it right, the Mountain West Conference. And so what's happened over the last week is the players um, in the midst of everything that's happened this year from, you know, the pandemic, how it's changed everything to the racial and social economics of it all, um, have finally, you know, stood up, united, and said, hey, we're not going to continue doing this. And it's about damn time they did it. Yeah. Um, and so, and when you look through the list of the things that they're they're asking for, my God, it's things that are basic, you know, yeah. what you would call human rights. You know, they're asking for things like, let me look through my notes from, you know, getting medical testing through COVID. Um, they're asking for like an independent company to, to do it. And that trust. That the, that the colleges and the teams, are, the doctors that they hired are going to be honest, which is sad to say that you can't even trust the same people you played for, um, that you're playing for, excuse me. They're asking for racial um, injustice initiatives to be brought to the forefront. They're asking for medical coverage in the midst of pandemic. And the one thing that's going to kind of bring all this together 
is they're asking for the colleges to wait to go away with these medical waivers that they were being given because here's the the, the pickle in the midst of a, of a global pandemic and we're seeing yes not everybody's gonna you know thankfully gonna succumb to covid but you don't know and yet you have these colleges making millions excuse me billions of yeah. dollars on the bodies of these young athletes and not only were they not stepping up to give them anything in the, in the way of like incentives or like paying them or anything like that no they were telling them hey you know what sign this paper saying that if you should be you know get sick and you know potentially die um you can hold us or your family can hold us responsible and that just speaks to the the heinous like i want to say intent the heinous structure that is NCAA football and that's why I'm, i said what i said at the top that it should collapse because it's no it's there's no way that these schools making the kinds of money that they're making and I'll add that in, in a second can ask these guys in any year it's bad enough but in this particular year with what's going on to ask these guys to come in and give their bodies and potentially their health and their life and the life of their families and other people and not give them anything and so for the and for the people that are going to say like well you know not every college is the same granted but you know what i looked up some information today um there are at least 10 programs 10 university football programs in the united states in the ncaa system that are worth over 700 million dollars take that mind me you know. mind me asking how much money do the players get out of all that money Exactly. That, oh, I'm, oh, I'm getting to that. So to give a, a little bit more context, yeah. out of all of those those schools, those are the top 10. Each of them are making in revenue over $100 million a year. Yeah, there are expenses, but you're still generating over $100 million a year. And if that wasn't enough, I'm going to swing it up and I'm trying not to go long. Of the top 25 coaches in in college football, it's professional, but let's call it college. Um, the top 25 on are making at least $4 million a year. Think about that. College coach, $4 million a year. The top five combined are making $40 million just between the top five. And you keep telling me that there is no money for these players. Get the hell out of here. And so I'm thankful and grateful, and it's about time, like I said, that these players have united, that they're making demands. And if these demands are not be are not met, listen, at the sacrifice for, for a better future, sit out, let the season go unplayed, and potentially have this whole structure come down so that a new one, a better one, a more fair one can be built where the players are actually given rights and given more than what they keep saying, that it's a scholarship or whatever. No, there's too much money to go around for these kids not to be getting anything. I, I agree with you 100%. I'm going to answer the question directly before I give my point. And, and I, is the season at Jeopardy? I'm not sure. And I'm, that's just my honest answer. I don't know. Because I, I, need, I need to see it to believe it, man. And my right. first reaction when, when you know, obviously I, I, I went in, I was trying to read up on, on this whole situation was, what the hell took so long? Which is your reaction as well. Yeah. What took so long when we look at the simple fact that these players are are used like toys 
They don't get paid a dime. No, they get penalized if they sign autographs and they get paid for it. If they get paid yeah. for signing autographs. We've seen situations like the, like the Reggie Bush situation. Uh, I, I believe he got his Heisman uh, uh, taken away uh, uh, yeah. because of uh, some money issues or whatever. So we already know that these guys make millions and millions, maybe billions of dollars. For you to say that you don't have enough money to give to these players, for you to say, let's just put that to the side. Fine. You're not, you're not paying the players. For you not to come up with a plan for these young folks, that they are the ones, 18, 19, 20 yeah. year olds, they are the ones approaching dudes that have been doing this for years, and yet you are the professionals, you are the, the adults, and you can't come up with a plan to protect these kids. All you care about, the bottom line is, all they care about, all they're ever going to care about is money. That's all, that's yeah. all it's ever going to be. So my reaction was, Guys, what took so long? This should have happened so, 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 so long ago. They will not make money if the kids don't play. Let's just go yeah. to basketball, for, for, for example. In basketball, this should have happened a long time ago. Kids can go straight from basketball, from high school basketball to now they can go to the G League. There's the European League. There are other leagues that you could join without going yeah. into the NCAA. So with basketball, we can talk from there. Baseball, college baseball ain't something that people pay attention to. Kids right. are coming from DR, coming from all sorts of programs, going straight from high school into baseball. So you can cut the NCAA from that perspective. From football's perspective, it's where it becomes a little bit challenging because mm -hmm. for, for most of these kids, NCAA serves as this place where they can develop and grow into the kinds of players that they need to be to go, obviously, to the NFL where – they're going to make their millions of dollars. And that's where the challenging right. part, again, I agree with you a thousand and one percent. My fear is, does NCAA ha hold most of the power? And what I mean by that is, from football's perspective, they know these kids need NCAA to make it to the NFL, to be able to, right. to, to advance and, and get the millions of dollars because you don't really get that unless you're a top pick. And that's right. my fear is... Are they going to hold, do they hold the cards? I hope not. I, mean, I really do hope not because they, NCAA deserves to be shut down completely, man. Yeah. Completely. To, to answer your question, they absolutely do hold the power. And, and that answers your first question as to why it's taking so long. Because the premise is, like, think about what, what college sports have done. I mean, you have somebody like the Reggie Bush incident that you talked about. I'm going to speak of two other ones real quick. Yeah, quickly. yeah. Number one, uh, there was uh, Johnny Manziel. Everybody remembers yep. him uh, that knows football. This kid was about to get kicked out of school because he went to some car dealership and got, I think it was like 1200 some crappy amount of money <laughs> to, um, to sign some autographs, and he couldn't do it. But yet at the very same time that he was about to get kicked out for that, keep that in mind, yeah. his school was selling a uh, fundraiser, quote-unquote fundraiser, where people had to pay about it was I think five to ten thousand dollars a seat to sit next to him at that fundraiser, so he couldn't make money off of his name. But they were about to sell tickets for ten thousand, five or ten, whatever you want to call it, for him to for people to sit around him. That's number one, and number two, and this is going to resonate more with uh, for the video game generation. If you were grew up or you played video games in the early 2000s and so on and so forth, you're going to remember games like NCAA Game Breakers, 
um, college football, 2K, whatever, um, NCAA, uh, March Madness, all these were all games. Yeah, that the yep. NCAA was licensing and making, making millions money. of dollars of um, off of the likeness of those players. The second, the second that they say, "Hey, wait a second, that's me on that video game," shouldn't I get a cut? You know what happens? The video game stopped. They stopped. They stopped making them. Why? Because it was like either we get all of the money or the games aren't going to happen. And so that's why it's taken so long is because they've had the power. What's been different about this year, and that's why I hope that there is a change, yeah. is because of the pandemic and how everything has gotten shut down. Now they're talking about, hey, it's not safe for kids to go back to school. We're still having that debate. But yet they wanted these players to forgo, forget all of that. Like, they're not going to have the regular student body on campus. But they're telling these players, oh, yeah, it's safe for you guys to come back. And so now more than ever, you're seeing in the forefront that it is about the money, that it is about getting these people. And the pretense has always been like, hey, if you don't do it, we'll just get somebody else to do it in your place. Yep. But because of the pandemic, where there is no one else that's stepping up, the players are finally seeing, hey, no, wait a second. We matter. Our opinions matter. And given everything, the shift of people being able to speak up in 2020, um, which is one of the blessings amongst all the other things that have happened this year, yeah. these guys have finally felt encouraged to speak up like no time before. And that's my hope is that they're able to stay united so that they can see that they really do hold most of the power, that these guys have been brainwashing them for years. So if they can't, then, like I said in the beginning, let the system burn. And, and, and from what I was able to read, this wasn't even about the money. This was more about, no. this was more about these kids wanting to, to get protection, yeah. testing to, for, for NCAA to, to take the lead, for the adults to take the lead, and to take control in a time where we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. No. And one of the things that I hate, which is the arguments for... Uh, that, that people use is that, oh, well, you know, if you're young and you're at Kobe, you'll survive. That's not the point. No. That's not the point. It's not like NCAA is doing the bubble idea of the NBA. These kids are probably still going to visit family. Yeah. They're still going to go around. They're still going to party. They're still going to um, travel. Exactly. So what's going to happen if a family member gets sick because of the player and they don't survive? They, they aren't right. as lucky as the young folk who's in college who's mm-hmm. athletic. What's going to yep. happen then? Yeah, the, the, the player didn't, didn't suffer, but yeah, the Somebody family member died. Yeah. Exactly. So all these players are asking for is for the adults to take, to take the lead like they're supposed to do, right? Because yeah. they take the lead when it's about money. They got no problem right. being in the forefront. All they yep. want these dudes is to take the lead, come up with a plan, just like the NBA, which is we're, we're always going back to the NBA, because yeah. the NBA seems to me like the only sport that 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 actually thought it through and mm-hmm. and, and had a plan. What's going to end up happening, which we're going to talk about in the second topic, is the season's going to get canceled. Players are going to get sick. Um, they're going to suffer. They're going to still lose money because again, that's all they care about. They're going to lose money yeah. because yeah. the season's going to get canceled. But I I'm praying and I hope that that with what's going on right now, that there is a change. That players are yeah. willing to actually. From these top conferences that players are willing to actually sit down, not play until the the adults in the room come up with the plan to protect these kids. That's all they're asking no. for. They're not asking for money. They're asking for protection. 
Oh, that's what it is, man. And that's why I'm saying that it's a system that that should just burn to the ground and, and uh, for yeah. a new system to rise because it's it's uh it's clear that these people just want to keep everything in place the way that it is, keep the money to themselves, and and they have the the audacity, like you said, not even to offer like better care for these guys, let alone give them money. <laughs> exactly. Like not even like I mean, you're giving giving these kids a waiver. Saying like, hey, we're not responsible if you get sick, even though we're the ones asking you to do something for us. I mean, come on, man. It's it's a system that needs to go. Um, and so I'm, I honestly, I pray that it goes down because something better needs to be done. Some, we can do better as a society, but I'm with it you. needs to go. Man. I'm with you, bro. Absolutely. So moving on to the next topic, we're going to keep it up in, uh, in football, but now we're going to move to the pros, kind of in a semi-related. So... You know, football training camp has um, has officially started for most of the teams, and you know we're about a what about a month or less than a month from what would be less, the start of less, the regular season. Yeah, less than a month. Yeah, less than a month. Right after Labor Day so, <laughs> weekend. Yeah. Yep. And so now with the NFL, you know, kind of like college football, kind of like Major League Baseball, which we spoke about last week, not having a bubble site. You know, um, what do you what do you think of the chances of their season being able to get off the ground and um and actually completing it? If there's no plan, there will be no complete season. There will be no champion crown, just like it's happening in NTAA where these players are coming together. We've already seen players opt out for my yeah for my team, the Patriots. Even though I'm not rooting too much for them, you know that's a topic for another yeah. time. But for, for my team, the Patriots, bro, you've seen in one day, eight, nine, 10, 12 players opting yeah. out, key players of the defensive side opting out. You've seen players from other teams opting yeah. out and, not, and deciding not to play. Why? Because these owners have not come up with any idea as to how they're going to confront the issue of coronavirus. And, and, right. uh, and we sound so repetitive when we always go back to the NBA. Because the NBA is the only league that came up with something. And the NFL, yeah. just like NCAA, all they care about is money. That's all right. All these owners, because they're the ones that are actually in control, not the commissioner. The owners mm -hmm. are the ones that are in control, and all they've ever cared about is money. I'm afraid yeah. because football is my favorite sport. I love playing fantasy football. As you know, we're the commissioners. For our yeah. fantasy football league, and I and I haven't even I haven't even spoken to you about that. Why? Because yeah. I, I'm just I'm confident, and this is bad, but I'm confident that the NFL season is not going to finish because I don't even know if they're going to have enough players to start in the first place. And I do feel that players are going to end up opting out because at the end of the day, the NFL has no plan at all. All they care about is oh yeah, we're going to start and we're going to make money. Well, guess what? It's not gonna finish, bro. It's not. It's, it's their, their season's not gonna finish. I'm afraid. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. You know, it was uh, how many have we written down? Sixty players um, opted out. Uh, so far, supposedly fifty-six players have tested since the uh, start of training camp. And you kind of see, first of all, the lack of plan that you just mentioned because these fifty-six guys tested positive yet. Are they being quarantined? No. Um, have the rest of the team gotten quarantined? Um, what is the plan? What is the process of all of that taking place? Because I was reading up on it, and it's like, oh, if you're asymptomatic, then you only have to stay away for like five or six days or so on and so forth. Like, it has 
no, um, it's not following any of the um, CDC guidelines from what I know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't show any of that. And so it doesn't show the plan that you just witnessed. My thing, and I'm going to go a little bit, I'm going to go a little darker with this. <laughs> yeah, oh, let's that, go. Let's go. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's because yeah. I, I'm afraid. I think that they will get it done. I think they will get it, get the season done because there's too much money to lose. I hope so, man. Um, I hope so. And, no, I mean, I hope it doesn't, but I think that speaking realistically, I think it it is going to happen. And I think the way that it's going to happen is one of two ways. I think that they're going to do something similar to what you saw the May, uh, the, the Miami Marlins do, where um, in a team of uh, of usually 20 to 25 to 30 people, they had like about 18 or 19 people that they just scooped up from one minute to the next to be, and hey, you're a major leaguer all of a sudden. <laughs> um, and so they're just going to bring people in off the street or from wherever and finish the season. So I think that that's going to be at the top of their list. And then the second part, and this is where the darkness comes in. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, just don't report the numbers accurately. Ooh. I mean, wow. like, let's, let's not. Wow. You know, like, let's think about this. This is the same league that in spite of, medical research in spite of like you know experts speaking in fact in, in um despite a movie being made about the dangers of concussion this was a league that didn't even want to admit that wow. that they still don't that they're still fighting some of their players to get compensation for all the years that they were taking physical abuse and that their brains like have um Diminish where you have something like CTE and they still say, well, it's inconclusive. So if you think that this league was able to do that, I mean, can you, can I be, can I really reach you when I say that they might just not report the numbers accurately wow, wow. in order to, to keep the season going? Because like, you know, you tell me each NFL team usually like in, in around training cap has like about a hundred people. A hundred players, not even counting coaches and everything. And you're telling me that 56 people only tested positive? Like, to me, that sounds weird off the bat. And when you give their history and their inability to be forthright in player in, um, involvement and the, the things that I mentioned without, um, with the concussion um, stuff, man, like, I, I hate to say that and just, like, out there, but... I don't think it's that reckless when you consider their history um, that they potentially just won't say the truth and just want their season to go on as much as possible and they'll just, you know, cut corners. I think for the first time ever in our friendship, you've convinced me, like, it took you maybe two minutes <laughs> to convince me of something that I was just like, nah, you know what, that season, that, that season's not going to happen. But if, I, if I'm thinking about it from that perspective... You have a point. And now I'm yeah. like sitting back here thinking like, wait a minute. Like, you are right. When it comes to the NFL, the NFL is the type of league that they're willing to go to the Supreme Court, willing to go and fight anybody. And the way they present themselves is just like, we control ourselves. This right. is a monopoly. We, the owners, control everything. And no one can get involved in what we do. So from yeah. that point of view, I think you have a point that 
they might just hide the numbers, bro. They might just yeah. not report anything and just act like nothing's ever going to happen. But th from the point of view that I'm trying to take it from is from what's been happening now. Now, I don't think, you know, you'll be able to find players to, to produce for you at the level that some of these dudes that are in the league are producing right now. If you're right. losing, obviously it hasn't happened for some of the key teams, like the Ravens, the Chiefs. Uh, um, the Steelers, the 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 Buccaneers, the the, the Packers, the Seahawks. Not no one has, from what I know, no one has been reported, you know, from leaving from those championship caliber teams. Now, if that right. starts to happen, that's where I'm saying, if that happens, when when you're talking about the top tier teams, if players start, key players start opting out, I, I just don't think that those teams will be comfortable finishing the season knowing that they're. They don't, you know, they don't have the same chance they had before. But obviously what you said is a, an absolutely a great point, bro. Like, I don't, I wouldn't doubt that the NFL would go out there and be that shady to, to hide the numbers. They, they yeah. are definitely capable of that. But I do think that if it depends on who's opting out, how many players are opting out, it, it could get out of hand to the point where the commissioner, the owners won't be able to do anything about it. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what that's where I'm thinking about it from. I don't know what you think about that, but that's where, like, that's where I'm I mean, trying to pick it up from. Well, here's the thing: like, yeah. first of all, the 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 opt out portion of things actually expired yesterday, um, or on Thursday, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um. So that was the deadline for players that wanted to opt out. Unfortunately, you know, there's and, and no disrespect to any other players that opted out, but there's not a marquee name. You know, there no. isn't a you know, famous quarterback or, uh, you know, well, let's keep it at quarterback because that, that's really what it's yeah. going to take to move the, the needle. Yep, that's true. For, you know, uh, a superstar quarterback to say, hey, I'm not going to play. And so I think that that's, and that speaks to the power structure of the NFL. And so I think that if no, none of those key players, those guys that are known even beyond, you know, their respective, respective teams or even the sport, um, step up and say, like, hey, you know what? No, we're not going to do this. Because, like, take, for example, the, the, the players, because it happened. It kind of happened yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, where a few weeks ago, before training camp was happening, they had no plan, like, absolutely none. <laughs> That's true. And you saw the top guys. Um, I remember hearing Russell Wilson, J.J. Watt. Um, I think even Patrick Mahomes, the golden boy, the, the face of the league now, speak up and say, hey, and I remember there was a uh, hashtag trending, we want to play. But they were like, no, we can't come in unless, you know, you give us X, Y, and Z. And so apparently they got X, Y, and Z, or at least they got X, Y, or whatever. And so they feel at least comfortable enough to go. So I think unless one of these, um, one of these marquee names comes up and says, hey, we're not going to play, we shouldn't be playing, and I'm not going to do it. And, like, really, like, hones in. It's kind of like the NCAA. Unless that unification happens, um, then they're just going to continue. Because the, the other part of it is for all the leagues right now. But, you know, yeah, let's keep them all in the same package. For all the leagues, they're essentially playing with house money. Yep. In the sense that if whatever happens this year, they could, they're, they're going to, like, blame it on um, or whatever negative happens this year. They're going to blame it on the pandemic. The positive, they'll take credit for. But the negative, they're going to be like, well, you know, we had to replace so-and-so because 
COVID-19, or, you know, this happened, well, COVID-19, and so on and so forth. And so I think, like I said, I hope that kind of like uh, like the, the, our first topic in the college players, that there is unity. I, I kind of see it harder to happen in the NFL, especially when guys are getting paid some more than others for that to happen. And you have a league that's just hell-bent on getting their money, their TV money, or their sponsorship, and they have no reason to stop. And like you, I said, they don't have the best track record. Yeah, you, you touched on something, and this is my last point. You touched on something, and, and I'm with you 100% when it comes to this. Um, when you think about the key players, key players are the – obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the golden boy, you know, replacing right. the GOAT, Tom Brady, TB12. <laughs> you know, he's immune to COVID because, you know, right. he's just TB12. But right. you have a point. And I think that and – and I'm with you. That the only way the season will be at Jeopardy um, is if the Golden Boys, by Golden Boys, I mean the quarterbacks, because they, right. are, they are the Golden Boys of the NFL. Yeah. If you see anyone of, of the key quarterbacks getting, getting, you know, getting COVID and, and having mm-hmm. to opt out, I think then I'm 100% sure that at that point they're going to have to probably reevaluate and, and just, you know, they're probably not going to finish the season. But I agree, I agree with you from that standpoint. I, I do believe that if that happens, um, there will be no season. At least the season won't finish. I mean, we pray for the best and hopefully yeah. they get it. But, you know, it just speaks to, um, you know, in all of this, I think this whole episode speaks to the power of, you know, when um, when things are driven by money. And listen, I'm, I've been a sports fan longer than I can remember. No no age jokes there, please. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, like, and the more and more you see it, the more you see the business and the money, yeah. like being not only the most important part, but sometimes the only thing that matters. Yep. And that, even as a sports fan, becomes a little contradicting to watch when, you, when you're seeing this and they're like, at this point, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. From the collegiate to the to the professional level, and so hopefully, like I said, things happen. At least, if nothing else, that hopefully, if they do happen, you know, both seasons take place, that at least the players come out healthy because they're the ones risking it all at the, at the end of the day. Um, and in and pray that in in the end, people start like growing a conscience, man. Because if if this year doesn't help you build a conscience, I I don't know what what, what will. <laughs> You're absolutely There's, right there, man. You're absolutely right. So yeah, man. I think that's that's it for today. That's gonna be our episode uh, for today. You know, um, as always, we tell you go to all your streaming podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all that. Please, uh, you know, rate, review um, our episodes, obviously, and uh, yeah, keep talking to us. Oh, and as we always love to say, please make sure to check us out on all the social media accounts. Comment, share, be a part of the conversation. This is not about Victor, just Victor and I. We want you to join the conversation as well. Um, so this is the latest episode of the Pull Up and Chat podcast. I am Juan from the greatest city in the world. I am Victor, uh, just adjacent to that city. <laughs> Peace out, peeps. <laughs> Later.